0: Hi, and welcome to episode three of Nirvana with Nav. And just a couple of housekeeping items before I begin. Um, if you haven't done so already, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Nirvana with Nav. That's all one word. You can also subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Pocket Casts. I'm working on getting the podcast onto Apple Podcasts bear with me guys my plan is to do weekly episodes i kind of cheated this week i took full advantage of my five day long weekend but moving forward the plan will be for weekly episodes all right now that i got that out of the way let's all take a deep breath once again create a sense of calm comfort in that space between your ears, and let's begin. It's weird, you know, 2021 starts in a matter of days. We've gone through a lot. For a lot of us, 2020 was supposed to be our year, whatever that meant. But it became a year that's taught us to appreciate everything we have. You know, Christmas was only a matter of days ago, and we were blessed to actually have snow, a white Christmas. But outside that one little blessing, COVID and quarantining and the current lockdown have more or less sucked the Christmas spirit out of the air. It's funny because Christmas never really resonated in my household. The whole idea of gift-giving at Christmas never really caught on with the, my parents. And as a result, I never really bothered to ask for gifts. <laughs> a Part of it definitely has to do with like my upbringing as an only child. I don't have many Christmas stories, but I have this one. I remember one Christmas morning, I, I caught my mom off guard with a, Hey mom, what did Santa get me for Christmas? So she told me to sit down on the couch and close my eyes. But of course I peeked as I uh, watched her sneak into my dad's wallet, take out a $100 bill, and then try to tell me, Santa said, you'll find some good deals tomorrow. (laughs) The next year, my parents did get me an actual Christmas gift. It was a, uh, a Lion King snow globe. I absolutely despised it. It was a snow globe. I still have it. I love it, but I did not like it as a gift. (laughs) After that, I told them I was fine with Santa sending cash. All that to kind of say that for me, the holidays and Christmas, it isn't always or so much with the gifts, but more about the memories that you make with people. And the stories you can share afterwards. And in my case, it's a story of finding out Santa wasn't real. (laughs) Okay, so bringing me back to my original point. (laughs) Like I said before, this has been a year that has taught us to appreciate everything we have and to be grateful for who we've become. And I want to touch upon that idea of being grateful. Because I think there's sometimes a misunderstanding between being thankful and being grateful. And it's a minor distinction between the two. But knowing the difference can help shape our perspective and how we communicate with the environment around us. So for me personally, I've been very thankful to have had the opportunity to work from home. But I'm grateful for the opportunity to support small businesses that are still open in my community or have that extra cash to donate to the local food bank. I think what I'm trying to communicate here is that being thankful is a feeling. You know, having a job brings me security, and I'm relieved for that. But to be grateful, that's an action. You know, I can't support everyone or everything. But I can definitely show my appreciation for something outside of myself, something in my community, like a small business or a local restaurant. I can confidently say that this year I've ordered more takeout than I have at any other point in my life. And my motive for doing so is to... Try and find a new local restaurant every week in my city and show my support because I know not everyone at this time can do the same. And so I want to do my part as best as I can to support my community until this storm is weathered. And appreciation. I would consider appreciation to be the fruit of gratitude the more you're able to appreciate what you have currently in this present moment, the easier it is to ride that wave of life, to ride your highs and lows, your successes and failures, because you can constantly remind yourself that in this present moment, you have enough to be grateful for, that you need not worry about what's to come. And how I remind myself of this, because at the end of the day, gratitude is something you practice. It's a skill that takes time to develop. And for me personally, I mean, it's only something I've been practicing this year, fully understanding and practicing it, at least trying to the best of my ability. I'm not perfect. (laughs) But I think one of the habits that has reinforced the idea of gratitude has been journaling and in this circumstance i'm i'm talking about a very specific kind of journaling habit i picked up a a 5 minute journal it was structured for 30 days and i've been maintaining it consistently for months now i've missed the odd evening But I've tried my best to stay consistent. And I think it offers a framework for life that has a very low cost, but a very high benefit. And the structure is as simple as this. What I do is every morning, right after I wake up, I'll do my five minute meditation in the morning and then I'll pull out my journal. I'll note the date and time at the top, and then I'll write out my five sections. Three of those are in the morning, two of those at night. Section one, three things that I am grateful for. And it's a very interesting question to ask yourself first thing in the morning. Before you look at your phone, before you get out of bed, what are you grateful for? And it's hard because sometimes you can't think of anything. I remember when I was first starting out. Today I'm grateful for Monday. Today I'm grateful for Tuesday. Today I'm grateful for Wednesday. But over time you begin to understand the deeper meaning behind that. Because Tuesday isn't always promised. So it's imperative to make the most of that one day. To make the most of that morning. That moment. Over time, you'll notice different things to be grateful for. Things you wouldn't have probably considered worth being grateful for. Section two, list out three goals for the day. They don't have to be over the top. Go for a walk. Read a book. Try to make your goals as specific as possible, though, so that there's no wiggle room for interpretation. So you don't half-ass yourself. If you're going to read, set the time. State how long you plan on reading for. What do you plan on reading? If you want to work out, tell yourself when. Tell yourself what kind of workout you want to do. I think it's nice to plan your day like that because there's no surprise of what's to come. And then lastly, section three three affirmations, beginning with I am. And even that can be tricky at times. You know, it's 7 a.m. in the morning. I am tired, but I'm grateful. the opportunity to be up this early. So those were the three sections for every morning, and that should only take a couple of minutes. And the two sections for every evening. Section four, three blessings for which I am grateful for today. And this is open to interpretation. I feel like that's a word that we throw around a lot nowadays, to feel blessed. I feel like a lot of the times we're talking about really good food. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's definitely a blessing. And lastly, section five. Two ways I could have advanced my day. And I think this is always a really good time to reflect on your day. Were you able to meet all your goals that you set out? Was there something that happened in the day where you could have reacted better? I think when you take the time to reflect... You're able to appreciate how far you've come. Because by reflecting and knowing that there's something you could have done to advance your day, you're able to understand that it's never too late to continue growing or learning or trying something new. So when you wake up the following morning, you can be grateful for a new day. You have another day to set new goals. And you can affirm yourself by knowing that you're a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. And that you have the wisdom within you to learn from your mistakes and be better. And if you stay on top of this habit, this should only take five minutes of your day. But it's five minutes that really help shape how you approach your day. Starting first thing in the morning to the last thing that we do as we end our day. And the intention that we put forth in our journal helps how we approach our day and ultimately how we choose to live our life. So as I wrap up this final episode of 2020, I want to share my appreciation for all the support and feedback with the start of this podcast. I hope you can find some time before our next session to reflect on this year. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was definitely harder than other years, but the year itself is what we made it. So ask yourself that question. What kind of year did you make for yourself? And what kind of year do you wish to make for yourself starting in two days?